Welcome back to DKB Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show, where we have moved into season four. And beginning season four, we're going to be doing some adventure movies. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. Yo, 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 yo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's back from being thrown. He's a yo-yo. Uh, with, also with us is uh, Dave. The Joan Wilder? The Joan Wilder. <laughs> That's from the movie. Yeah, it is from the movie. <laughs> hey, it's Dave. <laughs> hey. Uh, so we're back after a little bit of a hiatus due to the snowpocalypse. Uh, I was could, snowed in for three days. Yeah, we couldn't We couldn't go anywhere for like three days. It was fucking annoying. It kind of ruled. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I like staying home and everything, but like not being able to go anywhere or order food delivered so that I don't have to go anywhere kind of sucks. I mean, I get that. Yeah. Uh, so this week we watched. We're get, like I said, we're gonna do an adventure movies, uh, leading up to Uncharted. Oh fuck yeah! Um, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, the Wahlberg, um, Marky Mark, Wicked Smat. You did a uh, pretty good impersonation of Wahlberg. That's weird, isn't it? Um, Should maybe use that someday. Maybe. I'm looking around awkwardly. Uh, <laughs> I always am. So, uh, we watched Romancing the Stone, uh, 1984 PG, loose PG, before PG 13. I'm yep. not sure. It was before PG 13. What, what year was that? 87? I think 87. Okay. If you want to correct us on anything, email us, draftyq at gmail.com. Or and Dave looks We it up. might not actually read it on the air. Um,. <laughs> We didn't have any emails this week. Yeah, we didn't have any emails this week. Um, the, the movie is an hour and 46 minutes. Uh, it's kind of generic and kind of not generic at the same time. As far as like the story goes, you had... Did you find it? Yeah. It was 84, but it was a Red Dawn. Okay. So probably like right after this movie, or they didn't know what the fuck to do with this movie. Um, so uh, it's about... I'm just going to read the the IMDb first one, uh, first synopsis here. A mousy romance novelist sets off for Columbia to ransom her, to pay the ransom, not to ransom. Ransoming is the verb you use when you kidnap someone. You're ransoming their, them for money. Paying the ransom is when you're the person that is bringing the thing to get the person back. Right. So this is wrong. But anyway... Sets off for Columbia to pay the ransom for her kidnapped sister and soon finds herself in the middle of a dangerous adventure, hunting for treasure with a mercenary rogue. Ooh. That makes it sound way more exciting than it, than it is. There's like a few times where they're being shot at and some sneaky parts, maybe like a fight at the end. Yeah. There's uh, some fights. There's just, crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah. Look at those snappers. Look at those snappers. <laughs> Would you just look at those snappers? When we picked this movie, we, like, it is an adventure, but I didn't realize we also picked, like, an 80s comedy movie. Yeah. 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 It is very comedic. It's like a... It's a romantic comedy. It's like a, it's like a romantic comedy, but, like, light on the romance, honestly. Like, yeah. they end up banging, but, like... They're just kind of like at each other's throat. It's a it's an eighties romantic comedy. Yeah, or like yeah. you hate each other. That means you want to fuck. Like, just the eighties did that. Yeah, 
No, that's not true. There's a lot of that in the nineties too. Uh fuck, I don't remember. There's one with George Clooney and uh Oh fuck, what's her name? Batman. Uh, she was famous for getting stalked by that dude. I mean, she was in lots of movies and stuff. Uh fuck. I don't know. Whatever. They both had kids and then they like end so, up with the other person's kid and like they're in trap. New York and like they end up like, having to get back together to get their kids, swap their kids back. I've seen that movie. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That Yeah, it's. I think one of the kids is the boy from the I have Home Alone reboot. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Freaky Friday. No. But anyway, the, they hated each other I'll tell you what for like 75% of that movie, too. Anyway, uh... I don't know. It was it was it was good, but it was definitely super eighties. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, like the part where they find they find a Colombian plane that's been crashed that was like transporting drugs. I was hoping you bring this up, but it's weed and yeah. it, and it's packed in bricks that look like coke. Yeah, but it's weed, and I'm like. The, the 80s that's totally fucking coke bro yeah, yeah. like from Colombia, are you shitting me like mexico grows a lot of fucking weed california grows a lot of weed canada grows a lot of weed like but Colombia's coke bro one yeah. fine day one fine day and you're talking about michelle pfeiffer oh it was michelle pfeiffer i was thinking of uh uh the other uh the other lady um that was in Silence of the Lambs. What the fuck's her name? Um I know that answer. Jesus Joan Christ. Foster? Yeah, Joan Yeah. Jody Foster. Jody Foster. Jody Foster. Jody Foster. 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 Foster uh famously was stalked by some dude like in the nineties, I think. That's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't her in the movie. It was obviously it was Michelle Pfeiffer. But anyway, yeah, that movie, they hate each other for the first like seventy five percent of the movie. Yeah. Um but similarly, uh in this movie, Michael Douglas and uh fuck. Kathleen Turner hate each other uh for like the whole movie, except for when they're <laughs> banging and when they're running away yeah basically they kind of connect a little bit in the plane in the, in the plane when they're fucking high as balls before <laughs> she passes out i forgot that part like he's just starting a fire with weed yeah <laughs> literally just like burning weed in a plane and then they like get help from a drug dealer or like a drug lord but and he his, doesn't his, have any phones and his little mule yeah and his little mule which is a ford bronco uh which was like obviously super tricked out because nothing that Ford has ever made would make it through what they did to that car. Uh, I love the part where he's pulling up and like he stops. Like, why'd you stop? He's like, I can't hurt my favorite pig. Yeah. <laughs> and then he runs over a fucking chicken. Like, yeah. right then he runs over a chicken instead of the pig. And it's like, I feel like animals may have been harmed in the making of this movie. Uh, I think 82 was like the last time they did that. Really? Peter stepped in. It might have been later than that, but because like they stopped that like after like, ra- oh, was it Raging Bull? Not Raging Bull. Apocalypse Now was like one of the last major mm-hmm. ones to have animals killed. Well, I don't know that. I mean, it was intentional. I mean, just yeah, like, true, but they just like accidentally ran over a fucking chicken. <laughs> this movie, like, 
And I don't think it was CG because it was 1984. <laughs> <laughs> it's a practical effects chicken. Practical, practical effects chicken. Um, but okay, so like, let's talk about uh, the chemistry of Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner because that's like a thing that has like transcended time, right? Because like they're they're good together in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they're good together in the like the sequels. There's a sequel to this movie. Uh they're also in uh uh The Kaminsky Method. Kaminsky Method. There's another movie that is after that that is not a sequel, but it has both of them in it. Hmm. Cause there's Jewel of the Nile. Yeah. yeah. And then there's uh there's another one where they're a couple and they're like breaking up. Yeah. In the yeah, house. Yeah. I can't remember what the fucking name of it is. Um I'll tell you in a moment. Okay. But like and and you know, if you go to the Kaminsky method, like Russell was like, wait, is the Kaminsky method like sort of a sequel to this? Like what's happening here? Because like the way they act is very like they just have that chemistry where they give each other shit, but they like have this deeper connection with each other, with each other, yeah. with each other. Um, and it's, it's fantastic chemistry. And like, it's, you know, it flowers in this movie. It's one of the better parts of the movie. Like it's, it's, it's a funny movie and like the plot is like fairly simple and straight to the point And like, there's not really like plot holes or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and it's well acted, you know, and it's got Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. What's up? You were talking about the War of the Roses. War of the Roses, Which yeah. also has Danny DeVito. Yes. Oh, and Kathleen Turner and yeah. Michael Douglas. <clears throat> Can I well, just I say they're like I all friends. I think they're all like good friends. I think yeah. so. And like Danny DeVito also like writes and produces a ton of shit. Yeah. Um, and I love him. Yes. Danny DeVito is fantastic. Uh, I actually really liked him. I, I like him in everything that he's in that I've seen. But like I really liked him in... Uh, LA Confidential. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I like that movie anyway, but um uh What was I saying? Oh. So like the acting in this is pretty good. Um the story is like I said, like the story is kind of the there's like a couple twists that make it interesting. Yeah. But like in general it's a kind of generic plot, right? Like yeah. you know, so and so yeah gets kidnapped and they there's a ransom and like the girl comes and to save to like pay it but something happens she ends up with the i do want to say i think it knew and i think the the like makers yeah it leaned into it, it was a generic plot and they leaned into it because yeah. it does almost feel like a satire of romantic adventure comedy books yeah and her being an author of that Right, yeah, like thing, it's it's you know? yeah, it makes it very satirical of of the romance novel as a genre, right? Yeah, <clears throat> which makes it inter it makes it interesting. Um, and like the I thought it was hilarious that like the fucking drug lord was like, "Oh my god, I love all your books." So that's I read like you, my I read favorite the books to part my men every day. Yeah, yeah. Him, him being a fan of her is my is my favorite thing in the movie. Yeah. And they, it's funny because they they uh, foreshadow it because she says something about going to close. She's talking to her her uh, agent or the publisher or whatever the lady that she sells her books to or through. Yeah, um, was like trying to convince her not to go, 
right? Trying to convince her not to go to Columbia. Yeah. And she says something about like the only good thing about Latin America is how many of your books they buy or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then when That's she goes down there, she, yeah, she meets like a, her biggest fan and it happens to be like a fucking drug lord that can help them. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. Sometimes random happenstance is okay in movies. Yeah. This being one of them. Yeah, and I mean, like, as long as it's lighthearted and stuff, because it's not, like, a serious movie. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of lighthearted even if there are, like, deadly stakes and stuff, because it's a comedy. Yeah. yeah. Right? And they make that plain, uh, you know, when, like, um, they're getting shot at, and it's just, like, a long joke of of Michael Douglas, like, bitching about the situation, and she's, like, already walked off to do to like try and cross the bridge you yeah know, that's pretty early in the movie right yeah and it's like it pretty plainly sets the mood of yeah they they might be like getting shot at and like these people are trying to kill them but it's all a joke yeah right um but not silly like uh you know airplane or um you know lethal weapon and stuff yeah. it's uh, less silly yeah but similar like <laughs> There's crazy shit happening, but it doesn't matter because this is all a joke. Yeah. I was going somewhere with that. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoy this movie. I agree. It's pretty generic and basic, but... Yeah. It also, it's what gave uh, Robert Zemeckis the go-ahead to make uh, Back to the Future. Right. Yeah. It's an important movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gave us an important movie. Yeah, I'm, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we started with it on our adventure of our four-piece, four-part adventure set. Uh, <laughs> Are we specifically going on an adventure? Because yeah. I'm in. We're, we're going on an adventure through adventure movies. Oh. Because that's, that's part of what the, this media is for, to yeah. take you out of your everyday element. To put you in situations you wouldn't necessarily find yourself in, but to mm. like let you feel what it would be like to be in those situations, which is something that I feel like this movie accomplishes really well. Like this, I I was thrown off by how like amusing and like comedic it was, yeah. Because I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like a a hardcore '80s adventure movie. Um. Yeah, you were expecting Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, something similar to the yeah. effect of yeah. Um, uh, I was pleasantly surprised with what I got. I had never seen this movie before. Oh, I've nice. heard of this movie. I've, I knew this was a movie. Um, but I I had never like really sat down to see it or really had any inclination to watch it. But I wasn't mad that I watched it. Mm. I, I I did enjoy the movie for the most part. Um. It it does have that kind of like weird 80s feel and like I struggle to get into older things and as things like kind of age out, like sometimes I'm like, man, this movie doesn't work anymore or maybe it didn't work in the first place. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily feel that way with this movie. Like I, it's a good movie. Like, yeah, it, I don't, I don't think there was anything that necessarily like aged it out. I mean, like obviously it's dated because of like technology and shit like that. Right. But, right. Like. There's some problematic things they mention, they say. They drop some, like, slurs and stuff every once in yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, some turns of phrase that are no longer okay. Yeah. We're never okay, but we're looked at as okay. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a... 
that's a thing that you're going to deal with with watching like old media and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that shit was on TV. Yeah. You know, old, old TV, old, old music. Movies, like, old it's, music, yeah. yeah. It's a sign of the times that it was created in. Yeah. Like, and, and I also do feel like that's important. Like, you can't just like, like, you shouldn't go back through and edit it out. Like, right, right. Because it's when you're watching something, especially when you're like you're watching this movie from 1984. Like, you're watching it for one of two reasons: either you you know someone's told you to watch it, or you've decided to review it, or like because you, someone told you to watch because it. Because someone told you to watch it, uh, or you're like you want to get a, a a sense of like you know what it was like of four movies in cinema like then. Like yeah. I've I've watched like older stuff for like older black and white stuff specifically for that reason. Like, you know, what does like an acting feels so different throughout the ages. Yeah. Like mm. the eighties is closer to what we have now, but if you go back further to like the sixties and the fifties, like the acting in those like feel weird and like they didn't really I, I it feels a little bit faker than what like acting feels like now. Yeah. But um that you have that with any any uh industry like as, as it progresses you know and like movies are still relatively new compared to like some industries you know i mean music's been around forever and plays have been around forever but like that shit has all changed over the course of time techniques have changed like the way yeah. people get into it the way you know the way shit's shot like now is like different than what it was then and like i want i would like to see a remake of this movie um i feel like i you know i feel like this would be a good movie to remake especially it's been almost 40 years so like we get all these remakes of movies like se- six and seven and eight years later like let's remake some shit that was actually awesome then and make it awesomer now make it yeah update it you know yeah so we're looking at the rock and emily blunt i <sighs> and yeah. kevin hart kevin hart he's dan devito yeah well, and then you don't exactly. put dan devito in it. yeah and- you knew exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> I want to see Mike Epps is uh is Ira. <laughs> Mike Epps, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at those snappers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I oh would, my god, I want to watch this movie now. <laughs> I, I would watch that movie. I would rather see a bunch of no name actors. Because, you know, because you can have it one of two ways, right? You take a movie that everyone knows and you remake it with people they don't know and the name will carry the movie. Or you make a movie that no one's ever heard of and you put big celebrities in it. And that that carries the movie. So, like, while I would watch that movie, uh, (laughs) I I think it would end up being a little bit more, uh, like, meta kind of like having those actors play yeah. those characters yeah which would be enjoyable um but i kind of really want to see some no names just like some people that are a little bit more less heard of or just like i don't know at all yeah but oscar like, isaac like me well i, I mean i could be michael douglas i'll watch anything oscar isaac is in <laughs> I don't know if it would be considered a man crush, but it might be a man crush. We'll see what happens with Moon Knight. <sighs> man, Maybe. we went a long time without Marvel on this show. Thought talking about Marvel. Yeah, mm. like a whole 18 minutes. That's a long time. Yeah. 
<laughs> probably a record. Wow, we're only 18 minutes in. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, no, I, I like it. Just like let's let's start remaking shit that actually needs remade. Yeah, I agree. So, Toxic Avenger, yeah. which they're remaking. Yeah, there you the go. You, you know what? I didn't need a Jumanji remake. That's very true. Was that a remake? I thought it was a continuation. No, not really. Okay. A separate movie? It's also not really a continuation, because, like, at the end of the first Jumanji, the board game ends up in, like, Asia. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know yeah. how it got back over here. <laughs> they were like, fuck you, and sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> they finished their game, and they're like, you're a fucking no, asshole. It's awful. <laughs> Take it back. Fuck. Um, what about remaking Dunstan Checks In? What the fuck? It's a movie with a monkey. I know what the movie <laughs> is. How about a sequel of Dunstan Checks In? Checks In again. So we can check in with Dunstan. Ooh. It focuses just on Dunstan. Yeah. Oh my god. And this time he's out for revenge. <laughs> was Dunstan the kid or the monkey? I think that was the monkey, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no <laughs> he clue. He was in the hotel. Um... Are yeah. we ready for the <laughs> corner? Like <laughs> Already? Damn. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, there's not movie. a ton like, to talk about. Like, the, the cast is, you know, the cast is an 80s cast, right? You know, Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito. Um, there's a lot of other people in it, but uh, not really a lot that, like, did a lot of other stuff. It's or true. Or weren't, like, extras, you know? Uh, the drug dealer um, dude, wasn't he the dude in um, Three Amigos? Let me look. Wasn't he El, um, El Guapo? Uh, Zach Norman was Ira, which I know I've seen him in other stuff. Uh, Manuel uh, Ojeda was Zolo. Um... What was his name? Was his name Juan? Yeah, I think it was Juan. Um, Alfonso Arrow? Arrow? Yeah, El Guapo and Three Amigos. You yeah. Right. It's a good movie. But yeah, I mean, there's not like a lot of other people in that. There's a, there's other people in it, but not like huge names or anything. But... um. Which like the the acting was good, like it was what yeah, it was the supposed to be. Yeah, good, right? For what the movie was supposed to be, because it, it's it's one of those movies where it's exactly what it is supposed to be. Yes, because like now you've got this kind of idea of like every movie should make millions of dollars. Yeah. So every movie has to be a blockbuster. Yeah. And every movie has to have a big name. Yeah. And every movie has to be this and that. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. There is a place for genre pieces and and stuff like that like you know just because you know an action movie in the summer made 600 million dollars doesn't mean that you have to change your comedy movie to an action comedy so that right. it makes 100 million dollars right like just make the movie that you're going to make yeah. and this movie knew what it was going to be yeah. I feel like. Um, and like you said, Robert Zemeckis did this movie, and that's what 
got uh uh Back to the Future made. Yeah. And you can you can feel that some a little bit of that in this. Um and that it comes through and like that we were talking about reasons to watch old movies and like that's one of the reasons to watch this movie, right? Because it it's like a stepping stone to yeah. a piece of pop culture history. So I mean, there's other reasons to watch it. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, because, like it's also I mean, it's, a good it's movie. It's a good movie to just kind of like put on. Yeah. Like if you're not like if you don't want to like think too hard or you don't want to deal with like having to like sit and stare at the screen the whole time to right. catch what's going on. Like it's it's a good movie to just like have on. It's one of those yeah, like I like to eat dinner like, and hang out. Yeah, Saturday afternoon like viewing pleasures or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's like not a lot to say. There wasn't really anything that I would say was wrong with the movie. Yeah. Um. I mean, there wasn't a ton of special effects, just like a couple small explosions. But I mean, it was the 80s, so they actually blew some shit up. Yep. So it was great. Um. I I will say that the Zolo's hand getting bitten off was pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then like, uh huh. The he had like the full length of his hand and forearm sticking straight out stump thing going on <laughs> yeah. later, which you know I mean that's just how it is when you have when you're not digitally taking off someone's hand, uh, or actually have an actor that's missing a hand, um, yeah, which also brings up the the gator boot joke, which was fucking great. <laughs> At the oh, end, the- you know, like after the gator gets the the heart. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Tries to go into the water, and then Michael Douglas ends up following it. And he when, he when he shows up later, he's wearing boots that were had like the yellow stripes that the gator had on his tail. Yeah, yeah. I like when he's like holding the gator. The gator's trying to go into the water, and he's mm-hmm. like got his tail trying to pull him out. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a funny movie. Yeah, you guys should you guys should check it out if you like if you like like a. Uh, uh, funny adventure movies especially if you you like michael douglas kathleen turner yeah and danny vito do you know a good michael douglas movie i mean that's this one's good too another good one what falling down <laughs> this is a totally different movie though. totally different movie <laughs> totally different movie but that, that a is one. a great movie uh i don't know that i've seen like a michael douglas movie i didn't like because also a movie i highly recommend that michael douglas is in which is a David Fincher movie, is The Game. I think I've seen that. That mm-hmm. is just hands down a, a fantastic movie. And then obviously Wall Street. I mean, Wall Street, Wall Street is such yeah. a good movie. Um, the sequel was actually pretty good too. I went and watched the sequel in theaters because I was like, oh shit, they're making a sequel. <sighs> I gotta go see that. All right, let's do let's do the corner. Are we doing the corner? Let's do the corner. Let's we do, do it. We swing in by the corner. Oh, we're not. We're, we're not. Anymore. Well, we're, we're swinging on a swinging. fucking jungle vine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. A jungle, yeah. jungle vine ended up. <laughs> Which there better be there. I know there's a jungle vine in the next movie we're watching, and then I hope there's a jungle vine in the Lost City of Z, and I imagine there's going to be a jungle vine in Uncharted. So yeah, let's see if we can keep see if it's this, a theme. Keep the keep vines it, going. Keep the, keep vine the vines rolling. going. I need a big vine for me. I'm I'm big. You got a big vine. <laughs> it's average. Uh, you say it's that. just what she told you. <laughs> <laughs> she just didn't want you to feel good about yourself, Dave. 
Wow. No one ever does. I do. All right. Oh, guys. All right. <laughs> this is Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. We're going 80s with it. Uh, where the point of this corner is for you to say. Oh, neat. It's good. All right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. We got some hot, hot, hot trivia for you. Oh. Uh, studio executives were so sure this film would flop that Robert Zemeckis was preemptively fired from directing, directing Cocoon. It turned out to be such a success that Zemeckis was able to go forward on his own project, Back to the Future. Wow. What a weird sequence of events. Yeah. Fired from a movie he, did, he hasn't even started doing. Yeah. One of those movies constantly gets republished. Yeah, and the other one is stuck in <laughs> hell for music rights, I think. Uh, though described by some film critics as a ripoff of 1981's Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the original screenplay had actually been written five years earlier, around 1978, 79. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like this feels like a ripoff at mm. all. No. Neat. Yeah, you got one. I like that one. Uh, Mary Lane Trainer, who plays Elaine, Joan's sister, was also one of the writers. Oh, okay. Oh, neat. I like that one. Yeah, it was a good. I had two neats on this. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Alan uh, Silvestri, sorry, buddy, uh, was hired to do a temporary score for the film, but, Ro- but director Robert Zemeckis liked his work so much that he kept him on as a composer. Yeah, Alan Silvestri is like uh, another huge movie composer. Uh, I didn't. That's interesting. This uh, this is like one of his early jobs. Apparently, early one, yeah. I I think I know I've heard the name, but um, in the famous dance scene, Michael Douglas was not aware that he was being filmed. He was dancing with Kathleen Turner and some extras and was surprised to find Robert Zemeckis had been filming the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Got a few more. You Let's ready? Do it. Yep. Uh, the film was originally to be filmed in Colombia where the story takes place. Mm. Uh, however, life imitated art in, the, in that Colombia also suffered an increase in American kidnappings. So production was moved to Mexico. Shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a darker one there. Yeah. Uh, actress Kathleen Turner once said of working with director Robert Zemeckis, I remember terrible arguments with Zemeckis dur- doing romancing. He is a film school grad fascinated by cameras and effects. He never, I never felt that he knew what I was having to do to adjust my acting to some of his damn cameras. Sometimes he puts you in ridiculous ridiculous postures. I'd say, this is not helping me. This is not the way I like to work. Thank you. <laughs> so he's just like a film grad that was like, hey, do this. Like, that doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. Works on paper isn't practical. Yeah. Yeah. I got two more. All right. Two more. Uh, according to Kathleen Turner's memoir, Michael Douglas originally offered the role to Joan of Joan to Deborah Winger. They met at a Mexican restaurant to discuss it, but according to Douglas, she ended up biting him. She didn't get the part. What the fuck? Yeah. 
she she bet him apparently. Uh, okay, that's wild. Uh, the success of this film spurred a sequel, The Jewel of the Nile, mm-hmm. uh, which was not as successful. In a third installment, The Crimson Eagle uh, went into development but was never made. Should have finished that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I didn't know they made a third one because they didn't. Because they did. In this episode, Jack and Joan, along with their two children, go to Thailand and are blackmailed into stealing a precious statue. Oh, the one that doesn't exist? Yeah, the one that doesn't exist. Huh. Then we'll I do mean, a bonus. Sounds do a bonus. Cool. One more. Cool. The phrase romancing the stone is a piece of jeweler's jargon referring to a step in preparing a gem for use in jewelry. That's fucking neat. Okay. Got a lot of neats today. I like that shit. I like shit like that. Yeah, those were all really good ones. Yes, I did it, finally. I got some good ones. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you have had good ones before. It's just like, sometimes it's like stuff that I knew. I mean, obviously we didn't know a shit ton about the movie, but like, a lot of that stuff was really interesting. I'm glad I can learn you. Thanks. This has been Dave's Trivia Corner! Dave's Trivia Corner! Ooh. That's neat. Good. It's good. All right, let's uh, go ahead and rate this. You gonna rate it? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. Um, I think it's a very amusing movie. It's not anything revelatory or anything like that. So I'm not. It's not getting up into the eights. Um, and it's not like a favorite. So seven point nine. I think it's a really solid movie. Um, for eighties action adventure comedy romance movie um like we said there's a lot of really funny stuff in there um the set pieces aren't really i mean there's a few really beautiful shots of the countryside yeah uh like establishing shots um but there wasn't really a lot of like interest super interesting set pieces for like the you know, the moments in, in the movie, the most interesting one was probably the plane. Yeah. The crash plane that they hang out in for a night. Yeah. Um, but otherwise stuff was kind of boring. Like as far as like what, what, what they were doing wasn't boring, but where they were doing it was kind of boring, especially when you're like been like, Oh yeah, they're in Columbia. And and then they show like beautiful shots of the countryside and stuff. And then like, it's just like, fake jungle in a set you know right yeah, yeah. so that's that kind of hurts the movie because like you know especially more modern movies or movies that they're able to shoot on on location uh have like all these kind of more epic settings and stuff and that i think that would have helped the movie be more like epic and like may really solidify the action adventure part of the movie Russell, what did you think? Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. Um, I liked the pacing. I I liked the acting a lot. Um, I like the story was a little lackluster, uh, which is why I'm giving it a nine. But it also gets points for just being like the weird satir is weird satirical nature. Um, I enjoyed a lot, which like at the time probably wasn't necessarily satire but i feel like now this movie feels 
like satirical of the genre genre. So um whether it was on purpose or not, I don't know. But I'm giving it a nine. I enjoy it. I recommend it. I mean, especially if you can dig on some eighties movies. My mind is blown that you gave it a nine. I kinda am too. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Right on. I'm glad you liked it that much. Dave? Me. Uh so I love 80s movies. We know oh, that yeah, by yeah, now. Yeah. We know I love old movies. Yeah. Uh I had a lot of fun watching this again. I actually watched it. I broke out my VHS copy. Oh shit. That has like the special cover on it. It's a cool cover. Oh yeah. That I found at Goodwill for a dollar. Fuck. And Jewel the Nile <laughs> right next to it for a dollar. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh shit. Uh I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Okay. I I liked it more than Shane. Okay. Apparently not as much as Russell. But, uh, <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. It's a fun movie, not so much adventurous. I'd forgotten that it's not so adventurous, but um, it's a good time. It's a yeah. fun '80s movie. It, it is a gem. It's about a gem. '80s. It, it's a gem of an yeah. '80s movie. Yeah, literally about literally about a gem that is uh, yeah. heart shaped emerald. That's uh, the, the jewel of, of the Nile, one might say. It's the size of your fist. Um. <laughs> All right. I don't know that it's a, I don't think it's the jewel of the Nile because the Nile is in Africa. Yeah, I know. I I don't know why I said that. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just said it. Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> okay. Eight and a half. So we got a seven point nine, a nine, and an eight and a half. All right. Well, uh, what are we doing next? Next week was next week is the Phantom. Oh shit! Starring yeah. Billy Zane. I had forgotten we had the Phantom. Fucking on here. a man. And Shang Chi. I wonder if I can find it on tape. What Shang Chi? Shang Shung. Shang Sung. Yeah. I will swallow your soul. Oh shit! Your soul is mine. The actor that plays him in the original Mortal Kombat movies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna do the Phantom. I I mean, have we checked to see if we can find that anywhere? Nope. <laughs> oh fuck! Get out your VCRs. Um, uh, if you find a copy of it, send it to me. We can all watch it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Don't think I have the Phantom on on tape. Let me look. Oh my god, I can't type with this hand. Apparently, the Phantom. Uh. On Showtime, you can rent it or buy it on Amazon. So, Showtime with Prime Video Channels on the Showtime app or on Amazon. So, that's not bad. $2.99, probably $3.99 for HD. Probably. That's not bad. That's a That's a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's been a long time since I watched that, and it was on VHS when I did. With the purple case yeah. and the hologram yep. skull ring uh-huh. front. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. It's been bud. a minute since I've seen it. But I've probably, I've seen it since then. I really want to watch it on VHS. I, think I watched I it like six or seven years ago. Week. Yeah. The last time I watched it, you could still rent movies from stores. Damn. I mean, there's still a blockbuster, I think. The last time I watched it, it didn't matter what town you lived in, you could still rent movies okay, there you from go. Source. <laughs> All right. So next week we're doing, we're going to continue our action adventure time uh, with uh, 
the Phantom. So join us on our journey through the jungle or something. Thanks for listening. Definitely a jungle. (laughs) This has been DQP Does. Find us on on Instagram and Facebook and uh, find Russell on TikTok. Uh, Oh yeah, Russell James DQP. You can find uh, me on TikTok too, but I don't have any videos. No, so don't the, find me. Yeah, was, what's the point of finding you? Then? I don't even remember my name on okay. there. Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe this <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> Give us five stars if you think we deserve it. Uh, email us draftyq at gmail dot com with any questions or concerns or improvements we can make to the show. Let us know what's going on, folks. Goodbye and good night. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Are we doing a quote? I didn't make it. Want me to look at those snappers? And that works. (laughs) (laughs) That's the quote. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.